Will Jay Ajayi's production match his ADP? Who's the Sharky running back to own this year, Samaji Pirine or Rob Kelly? And who will the Eagles be rolling out as their starting running back this season? Plus, playerprofiler.com founder and the podfather himself, Matt Kelly, drops in to discuss the fantasy rookie draft fallout from the NFL draft as we get you ready for your FFPC rookie drafts this weekend. We've got a great show for you. Dave Gerzak is here. I'm Eric Falkman. Stick around. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour starts now. Thinking of a master plan. Cause ain't nothing but sweat inside my hands So I dig into my pocket all my money spent So I just deep up, still coming up with lint So I start my mission, leave my residence Thinking how I could I get some dead presidents I need money, I used to be a stick up kid So I think of all the devious things I did I used to roll up, this is a hole up, ain't nothing funny, stop smiling, you still don't nothing move but the money, but now I learned that. Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. I don't like to dream about getting paid, so I dig into the books of the rhymes that I made. Soon as the test see if I got Thank you so much, Rob. Greetings and salutations, all you Balkaholics and Gerzak and addicts. Welcome to the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your slightly above-average host, Eric Balkman, and my co-host is indeed the patron saint of fantasy football. You know him as the Dizzle. I know him as Dave Gerzak. Coming up on tonight's show, is there a top 30 receiver that can be had after round 15 in FFPC drafts right now? Is Will Fuller's new quarterback actually going to hurt his dynasty value? And playerprofiler.com founder Matt Kelly joins us to discuss Kevin White's dynasty value, who he likes better between Juju Smith-Schuster and Taewon Taylor, plus much more. Shout out to the chat room right now. Feel free to post any questions you might have right in there now. If you want to connect with us on Twitter, you can do so with the show at Hour, with me at Eric Balkman, or with uh, David Gerzak at David Gerzak. You can also... Uh, Follow Matt Kelly, tonight's guest, on Twitter at Fantasy underscore Mansion. You can post on our Facebook page at any time, facebook.com slash HSFFOR. If you want to chime in and talk with us, give us a call at 347-426-3682. That's 347-GAME-OVA. You can also email the show at the inbox, highstakesfantasyfootball at gmail.com. If you have any questions for us, now is the time to send them in. We'll uh, do our best to get to all of the chat room questions, all of the tweets, all of the emails in the fantasy feedback segment later on in the show. Of course, our producer and man behind the glass, Rob, is working very hard on getting those questions to us. He is helped out once again by our trusty audio engineer, Bryce. It is FFPC Rookie Draft Weekend this weekend, Dave, and it's an exciting weekend for me. I, I didn't even tell you this. Oh, yeah? What's going on? Tonight, allegedly, we'll see what happens when I, when I get home. Tonight is the first night I actually get to sleep in my own bed since the night before the NFL draft. Because of my nose, my wife has not allowed me to sleep in the same bed as her because it <laughs> keeps her up. But she said for the last two nights, your broken nose, my broken nose, she said she has not. Did you tell the nose story on? No, I never did because we were covering a live draft last week, so I never talked about it. You want to talk uh, about it? We can. I mean, just long story short. I ended up breaking my nose in Chicago for the NFL draft, not for the NFL draft, but when we were down there 
uh, early Friday morning, very early Friday morning, I, I ended up getting up to um, Nature Was Calling, <laughs> as it were. I was in an unfamiliar hotel room, a bit dehydrated. Well, it was your hotel room. It was unfamiliar just Un- because you'd not... Right. But just not make... You know, you weren't anywhere... It basically, I, I, all I remember was pain washing over my face, and I don't know if I dropped to my knees and just slept, or if I was completely unconscious for three hours, but... I probably was unconscious for three hours, may have gotten a concussion. I have a uh, non-displaced fracture of my nose. It will take six to eight weeks to heal. Now only four to six more weeks to heal. Doesn't look bad, actually. Yeah, the swelling uh, still is probably going to last for another couple of weeks, but it's uh, almost jokes back, back to normal, and the jokes last forever. So uh, that's what happened, and I'm excited to sleep in my own bed tonight. I forgot what it's like. Congratulations. Thank you. Very exciting uh, with that. Tupacker uh, in the chat room. What happened with your nose? Please tell in full detail. Tupacker, who was there for it? Well, I semi-blame for it, which, you know, I blame him for everything. It was like a Tarantino movie in there for a little while. It was bad. There was a lot of blood. Um, but uh, anybody who's interested, by the way, go ahead and um, DM me at Eric Balkman on Twitter. I'll send you the blood puddle uh, photo. Yeah. I don't want to put that out for public consumption. We, we tipped the, uh, tip the housekeeping staff quite quite handsome. Quite, uh, yes. They uh, may have retired after this weekend <laughs> or after that weekend. Uh, maybe you can retire after you win $250,000 at the FFPC main event right now. Your time is running out on that early bird. Only 19 days left. If you're listening to this on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network on Saturday afternoon, 18 days left. Until that early bird uh, expires, remember you get $100 off your main event team. You will get entered into the pros versus Joes drawing, uh, and you will also get your draft spot earlier than or as early as anyone else in the uh, main event this year sign up at myffpc.com also a reminder that uh, you can register um, uh, for your discounted room at planet hollywood the link to do so is uh, right on the ffpc message boards the ffpc blog the ffpc newsletter Uh, you will not get a better rate than that anywhere uh, in vegas for planet hollywood that weekend it is going to be a lot of fun we hope you can join us live uh, and, of course, uh, in addition to those live stake, high-stakes leagues out in uh, Planet Hollywood, we have Dynasty Startups filling all summer long. Of course, rookie drafts kick off this weekend, but doesn't mean you can't sign up for your next Dynasty. And, of course, draft experts, Superflexes, Classics, all going on. Two live drafts tomorrow, two live drafts Sunday, more live drafts next week. It is going to be a cavalcade of live drafting and still some slow drafting from here on out, people. Buckle up. It is going to be a fun ride. Thank you to Football Guys and our producer, Rob, for tonight's rundown. Kicking things off with Josh Gordon. His reinstatement petition was denied on Thursday. He can reply this fall. This according to the report filed by Tom Pellicero from USA Today Sports. Gordon, of course, applied for reinstatement back in March. The league is not going to let him in right now if they ever let him back in. Josh Gordon needs to show that he is serious about getting back onto the NFL gridiron if he wants to play in the league again. Really has not been a fantasy asset since 2013. And I also heard, Dave, that about two weeks ago, I believe it was two weeks ago, two, somewhere in the last week to two weeks, his agent actually broke ties, severed ties uh, with Gordon, oh, really? too. So that's another that means he was, red flag. Been, he was yeah. doing something that obviously yeah. um, made I, that agent walk away from uh, what which, could have been a potential payday. With, which never with, happened. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't, and, and it did in Josh Gordon's case. Now, I heard some people are looking at this as a buy opportunity for Josh Gordon in Dynasty Leagues. I mean, offer. Yes, I, I cannot. I don't. I, I mean, I'd be hard pressed to find a roster spot for Josh Gordon on any of my leagues right now. To me, feel free to cut ties because 
it is going to get worse before it gets better for Josh Gordon. Yeah, I don't see him coming back, unfortunately. Which, it, which is, it's unfortunate. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's just like, and think about all the people who have put their faith in Josh Gordon over the last couple of years. Oh, he's this close to coming back. He's this close to coming back. And uh, it just, it never happens. So cautionary tale for anybody out there who's, who's waiting for guys uh, to come back from suspension. Uh, you might be waiting longer than you think. Well, and even like, even if he didn't, pass all the drug tests. It's like, he's been out for so long. You just don't know. Although he looked athletic when he was running around. I mean, yeah. he looks like he's in good shape. Yes. And it uh, could have been the tonic that the Browns you know, needed. It's funny is in like 10 years, you know, pot could be legal in the NFL. It's, it's so, or if this was, does the NBA even test for marijuana? Or do they just, I think they give out baggies when you get drafted. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think, think they cool. do at halftime. It's kind of, it's like cool. <laughs> I, I don't know how there'd be gambling, an NBA if they tested yeah, for the marijuana. Yeah, the like, gambling's cool too, and here's some pot. Right. <laughs> That's two things that would never like Roger Goodell. Oh, pot, never. We are totally against pot and gambling. By the way, we're putting a team in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. And Josh Gordon was 0.01 micrograms of THC over the limit. And he yes. be suspended forever. Yep, exactly. Um, Jay Ajayi could see 22 to 25 carries per game this season, according to Dolphins head coach Adam Gase. Uh, Gase says that he needs to feel out the situation a little bit. This was a report written by Omar Kelly from the Sun Sentinel. Uh, There is not much else as far as running back talent goes on the Dolphins roster that is in competition for touches for Jay Ajayi. There uh, was a a bit of a slow start for Ajayi last year. Remember, we we saw Arian Foster take the uh, lead in the um, starting running back sweepstakes, as it were, in Miami, and never relinquished it until he got hurt, and then Jay Ajayi, pun intended, ran with the job. We'll see how uh, J.H.I. Uh, responds and acts and, and performs this year, knowing that he is the starter from the get-go. You remember, he did have uh, several 200-yard games last year. He also had some pretty bad games coupled with those uh, 200-yard games. Dave, he is going in FFPC drafts right now with the second, third-to-last pick uh, of the second round, the 210 pick. Is this a price that you would be looking to pay for J.H.I. this year? I would, actually. Really? Yeah. Because I would not. <laughs> Why do you like J.H.I. at the end of round two? He's going to get 352 to 400 carries. Bulky. According to okay. according to the coach. Right now, who also admitted that he needs to feel out the situation a little bit more. <laughs> Maybe it's more. So you actually, 400 carries. This so you, is great. So you like J.H.I. there? Sure. Why not? If he is going to be picked if at the to- end of the second round. Yeah. That to me that that makes him a slam dunk top ten running back, correct? He should be in a top ten running back. Okay, but not you know top four, top. But he's at that point it's probably like the what eighth or ninth running back in the I'm going to give you some leeway on this one here. Go ahead. I'll give you a top ten. All right. I got five on Jay Ajayi not being a top ten <laughs> running back this year. So he has to he has to pretty much stay injury free as well, you know. In order well, to, well you know, I mean you, the, the, you are hoping with any high draft pick that they remain injury free. You know what? I'll I'll do that. That's fine. All right. So I got five on Jay Ajayi not finishing among the top ten I running backs do it as this year. Per game, but we'll just do it as overall points. So fine. I got what do you mean? On, point? Oh, okay. So, I, I got five, I got five on him. Okay. Actually, a top I, I can't even meet point. you halfway on that because we're there's only one way. Just, we'll do it with. There you is now. only one way. I got I got five on uh, JGI not being a top ten running back. Dave has five on the opposite. I don't just feel like saying. I got five. Wait. All right. JGI 
More money, indeed, for one of us. Uh, Moving on, Dave, the uh, next item on the rundown here, Quincy Nunwa believes he is going to have an opportunity to do a lot more than he was able to do in 2016. This is SNY's Ralph Vacciano. Vacciano? Not sure how to pronounce it. Uh, He suggests that the 24-year-old receiver may be the team's top receiver if Eric Decker cannot make it back from hip and shoulder surgery. If Decker is indeed limited, then Inunua could be the man in the Jets' offense. Dave, don't oh, you already probably saw where he's going right now? Did you look where he's going? In, yeah, no, what? Sixteen ten. Okay. Well, you know, yeah, that's fine. Sixteen ten. Yeah. How can you not be all over that right now? That's cheap. It's I mean, basically free. Six two two twenty five. And you know, Inunua actually, he he actually had really good metrics when he was coming out of college. You know, the other thing too, it's like. I understand everybody, you know, who wants to do these these slow drafts and you want to have, you know, build your portfolio or whatever. I, I can't I don't know why in twenty eight rounds you're not just getting a Nunwa at every you know, everywhere in the sixteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth round. Yeah. You're I don't know of, of I mean certainly there's some running backs that would maybe represent a little bit more of an upside than a Nunwa there. But to me, it's just like, if I'm doing those slow drafts right now, I'm getting a Nunwa everywhere I can. It's really annoying that I don't have him in any of my dynasty leagues. And I, I knew about this guy, but I was too stupid to pick him up. So that's just a little personal. Aside. Right. Would you be looking to, at trading for him in dynasty leagues right now? You know, I haven't seen him traded anywhere. I, I would, actually. I, but I don't, I don't... What would you give up for him? I'm just curious. Let's say if you were looking to make a trade for him in, I don't know, the Blake Carrington dynasty league. <laughs> So let's say so. Okay, so this is an interesting question because yes. so let's say you have like the two eleven pick, right? Yeah. So like you're looking at there, you take a guy like a Taiwan Taylor or like a Cooper Cup or those those essentially. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that seems accurate. Or you want Quincy Nunwa? I mean, I guess if your team is more competitive right now and you think he keeps the job, you think he keeps the job? I guess. Well, technically, he doesn't have it right now. I mean, okay. Decker does have it. We're just assuming that Decker is not going to be able to come back fully from these injuries. Well, I mean, he could start on the other side. You think Robbie Anderson could, or he, Darius Stewart starts? Over okay, him? that's fine. I mean, but we're the the. The key in this whole situation is that Inunua is is the one. Like that's what we're he focusing on. Okay, fine. The two in that offense, though. I mean, it's just like. I mean, the quarterbacks would be fantastic. Yeah, that's Who's my that point. Oh. We don't even know. Well, do we want to break news? Can we do this? Sure, go ahead. No, no, you are the one who who got the news. You got the juicy nugget of the Jets' quarterback <laughs> situation. I don't know if we can talk about this. I don't know if we. I, can. Now I feel like Cecil Lammy. Oh, Bloom! I know. I just can't share it. Well, all I know is you don't have to go to Harvard to know that there's an opportunity possibly out there at quarterback. Fair enough. Well done, my friend. So there you go. I like that. Um, Anunua, I, 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 I'd I pay a third rounder for him. I mean, yeah. I, I would try and buy low enough. What, you own him and you want to sell him to me? I don't, That's exactly what I, I, what I was looking at. I will We'll see. Okay. Well, I do have him in Carrington, and I am I, I have a glut of receivers. Yeah. I do have a, I have a pretty good one. By the way, uh, I sent uh, two Packer another uh, trade offer in our ever – um, never-ending Martavis Bryant trade discussion. Oh, tell me, what was it all about? I'm, I'm only giving up a... Well, let's... Okay. Are you so, about your song? Yeah, I think it was... Now, two Packers in the chat, so you can actually tell everybody. But I would be trading Martavis Bryant and, like, the 204 or some, somewhere... I think, I, again, I, I could be wrong. Right. And then he gives me, I think, the 111 and, uh, like, another second rounder, I, I believe, something like that. That's too much. Let's make it happen. Gracious, you are still. It's not like an early second rounder. I don't smoking, think smoking Josh Gordon's weed. I'd have to, I'd have to look at, uh, I'd have to look it up, but I, I believe that's what it was right now. Uh, moving on, Latavius Murray and Dalvin Cook are expected to engage in a quote heated competition and eventually forge 
an established committee to replace Adrian Peterson. This according to the Minneapolis Star Tribune's Andrew Kramer, I believe. Kramer? Kramer? There's two M's, so it's Kramer. It's got to be Kramer. Uh, Cook is the uh, more pedigreed of the two. He is a more natural runner, more natural receiver out of the backfield. But remember, Minnesota paid Latavius Murray three-year, $15 million contract earlier this year, but then they traded up to trade. Uh, they traded up to get uh, Dalvin cook in the draft in the second round. So if you look at this situation right now, Dave, uh, Dalvin cook going at the five Oh six in FFPC drafts, Latavius Murray, not going off the board until the eight Oh four who right now presents the better value to you. And neither is a, a suitable answer to this as well. You know, this is weird. I, I never have really owned Latavius Murray, but actually I'm looking at Murray. I think I would look at Murray at the eighth, in the eighth round. Yeah, I was way off in that Bryant trade. So it's, I would be trading Martavis Bryant and a late third. I think it's the 311 for the 112 and the 204. All right, so. Okay. That's not terrible. That's, that's the best offer I've sent him so far. So you're dealing Bryant in a late. Dude, I would, <laughs> this is laughable. For, for who? For him. That, that Bryant he, isn't even worth the 112. That he's not the worth. He's not worth the 112. No. Whatever. That, you guys Dude, are just Bryant, ridiculous. I've been getting Tyreek Hill for the 112, a receiver that's awesome. Martavis Bryant is awesome. He's not even. He's not even losing his job to the Juju B. No, that's Sammy Coates is losing his job to the Juju B. <laughs> Jeez, man. That's what it is. You are living in an alternate universe. You know, whatever. I I, I plant if my flag get, in reality. If you get the whenever you want to come join me, that's fine. That would be enough. I would never part with. Mar- Martavis Bryant for that. <laughs> Good gracious. Uh, okay, anyway. So Unbelievable. Getting back to Cook and, uh, and Murray here. You yeah. said you like Murray in the eighth, but not Cook in the fifth. Um, correct. Not that, you know, at this very moment, if I was drafting, I would not be drafting Cook in the fifth, even though it's, it's worth a flyer for people. Yeah. But uh, I would probably... To me, I don't like to take flyers in the fifth round. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, with Murray, you, you know, he's in great shape. He's a big dude, 6'2", what, 230 or whatever. Yeah. Oh, and I just traded him in Dynasty for the you know, for the three eleven actually. And Cook, you know, Cook could, you know, he went to Florida State, so he's not too educated. So he obviously, could miss, what the hell is that supposed to mean? Not be aware of how the playbook works and all that. So. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> all right, listen. Uh, that is uh, concludes our Minnesota Vikings running back discussion tonight. We hope you enjoyed it. We are going to have the best part of the show, the entree, coming up as Matt Kelly from PlayerProfiler.com joins us right after this break. I'm Eric Balkman. He's Dave Gerzak. You're listening to the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour right here on the Fantasy sports radio network the hsff hour rolls on here on a what should be a national holiday ffpc rookie draft weekend eric balkman and dave gerzak here on the fantasy sports radio network let uh let us bring in tonight's guest here ladies and gentlemen and get uh, some opinions on somebody who knows what the hell they're talking about he is a northwestern graduate who left a corporate software job to launch player Profiler.com, one of the industry's authoritative football player data sources. Player Profiler provides a single point of entry to look up all relevant data on football players, college and NFL stats, advanced efficiency stats, and metrics, workout metrics, and injuries, all on one screen. You follow him on Twitter at fantasy underscore mansion. Please welcome into the show Matt Kelly. Thanks for coming on tonight, Matt. Well said, Eric. Well said. But listen, I, I am uh, I, I'm great with the audiobook reading, but uh, all props to whoever wrote that because clearly they are the wordsmith. <laughs> well, I wrote it, but you said it. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, uh, we're we're very pleased to uh, to have you join us. 
tonight. Tell us a little, uh, little bit more about uh, HowPlayerProfiler.com, uh, how it got its start, why it was launched, uh, what the site is all about. Well, again, you did a great job summarizing it. I'll, I won't beat that. But basically, a couple of years ago, I realized that there seemed to be a glaring need in the industry. I always had so many windows open, so many tabs open in my browser, trying to look up the guy's 40 time, the guy's vertical jump, also trying to look up some advanced efficiency metrics over here, some stats over there. So I wanted to bring it all together to one single point of entry, as you mentioned, have the basic stats, the advanced stats, the college stats, the workouts, the injuries, all in one easy-to-use screen. And we cancel out all the noise, so we don't give you a lot of numbers that you don't care about. Truly, what you see on the player profiler screen, most people, it's, it's, it's an epiphany when they first see it because they're like, okay, finally, I don't have to worry about all those other numbers that don't matter. I get air yards. I get juke rate. I get their burst score. I get their college dominator. There it is all on one screen. And, and so we did basically flipped it. We flipped the experience that the, more, the normal fantasy football website offers. So most publishing websites for fantasy football analysis were article-based, right, blog-based. And you could potentially click on a player's name in an article and get a little bit more information on the player. We flipped that around 180 degrees and said, no, Instead of starting with the article and then drilling into a player, you start with the player's data first, and then we'll provide you with related articles and all this other information. In that way, it's sort of the reverse user experience that people are used to, and for some people, it it really resonated. So it's it's been good. So, Eric, are we talking? Is there any discussion about how the FFPC? Well, that's 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 the great thing about this year. I'm I'm just listening to this right now, and I'm just like, wow, this is fantastic. Why can't the FFPC oh, ever get some some sort of integration with the player profiler uh, offerings here? And the great this thing isn't is, an infomercial. Well, and I'll just say, like the the prognosticator Alex yeah. Alex Kaganowski has been uh, a big um, he's been the spearhead behind this. The he largest and advocate ever. Yeah, I mean, he was. When he was telling me about the site, I was actually had seen your site before, but he's like, hey, do an Alex saying, have you heard about the player profiler? Uh, Dave, I, I don't know if you've heard of this, this website, uh, playerprofiler.com. I don't know if you've heard. It's, it's really, I mean, I, they get, he's got a lot of great stuff on there. And yeah, I've, I've think seen it, Alex. I've seen so, it. Something like that for, for FFPC, I feel like that could be a great asset to really separate ourselves uh, from uh, from a lot of the other competition out there, so I don't know. I was talking when when I asked you the question, so I didn't I didn't actually hear you answer me. What what did you actually say? Uh, yes, I've seen. So it. that's my Alex. Dude. Very good. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, what do you think, Matt? So it was very very very. I think all great impressions are some version of a Christopher Walken impression. I think that was perfect. That was great. <laughs> that's true. All right, so let's talk a little fantasy with uh, Washington drafting. What I, what I could tell you what we're doing with the FFPC is, yeah, we, sh- we should FFPC do that. Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll talk, talk a little bit about that, Matt, because that, that's that's. I guess we'll, instead of talking about Samaj P. Ryan, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into we'll talk, to what player time. profiler we'll and the FFPC are working on. P. Ryan. I can talk fast about Samaj P. Ryan, but in terms of what the FFPC <laughs> is doing, what the FFPC is doing is we launched an innovative integration with them this year. So that when you click on a player player card from a list of players in a free agent pool, for example, you will see player profiler stats embedded in the player's page. 
So this is sort of the seamless integration between our platform and the FFPC platform. And I think this is going to hopefully spark a revolution. But as you mentioned, Alex was forward thinking. Uh, the and he, he really uh, approached me and said, hey, you know, we need to figure out a way to work together. Let's get some of this data available to our high stakes players on the platform when they're going to draft a player, when they're searching for players to pick up in free agency. And boom, we're making it happen. Making things happen, baby. That's what it's all about. Something we've never done on this show is make anything happen. Well, speaking of making things happen, yeah, it, it's not launched yet. Right. <laughs> not, and, but, of course, it's not player profiler's no, fault. No, it's totally. It's always our fault. It's obviously FFPC's fault, just like everything else. So, yes, but that, it is coming. It's coming soon. And uh, we're, we're both, uh, well, we're all very excited. All good things, gentlemen. All good things. Excellent. All right, let's talk Take about some pee, Ryan. Samaj, yeah. you're You guys Watching like Samaj, you're right wrong. Yeah, what do you think of him? So he's um, where do you think he should be going in rookie drafts? And uh, would you try and trade Rob Kelly at the same time? Can you get anything for Rob Kelly at this point? They just drafted Rob Kelly's replacement in Samaj P. Ryan. So I think the that sound you hear, that is the Rob Kelly balloon losing air very quickly in dynasty leagues. We have Samaj P. Ryan as the number five back in this rookie class. The rankings on playerprofiler.com go Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, and then Samaj P. Ryan. The reason why Kamara and P. Ryan are in the top five is because situation matters. Even in Dynasty, you want your rookie running backs to produce in year one. And we know with Kamara and we know with P. Ryan, they landed in the ideal situations for each of their skill sets. What does Washington offer? Lots of red zone carries. And what is P. Ryan great at? Punching it into the red zone. But that's also something that Rob Kelly's good at, right? And we know that Jay Gruden loves Rob Kelly, has the great nickname, Fat Rob, love Fat Rob, go love Fat Rob, love Fat Rob, gonna love Fat Rob, gonna get the ball to Fat Rob, gonna use Fat Rob, love Fat Rob. But you kind of drafted a better version of Fat Rob and Samaj P. Ryan. So because of that, I think that Rob Kelly will be the token starter to begin the season. But every week you're going to start to see his opportunity share get slowly crowded out as Samaj P. Ryan cannibalizes those touches, particularly around the goal line, those high-scoring opportunities for Fantasy running backs are going to start to go to Samaj P. Ryan because he's simply better. You look at the workout metrics on playerprofiler.com. Even though he's not particularly fast or agile, he's at least more athletic than Rob Kelly, one of the least athletic running backs in the league. The thing with Samaj P. Ryan, though, is that he's much closer to a Rob Kelly replacement than he is a Matt Jones replacement. Uh, to talk to anyone that's familiar with his work at Oklahoma. Samaj P. Ryan has those intangibles that the coaches love about Rob Kelly. So Samaj P. Ryan brings the intangibles, and he's just a better power back overall. So in Dynasty, I'm all about the P. Ryan, and I am trying to quietly sell off the Rob Kelly whenever I can include him somehow, some way in a trade. Do you guys have pronunciation stuff on player profiler for names like Perrine and P. Ryan <laughs> yet? Is it P. Ryan or Perrine? No, I always P. Ryan. I think it is. Oh, I think it is P. Ryan. But that's the problem we're running I heard into. P. We got Ryan. Deonta Foreman or whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> oh, Dante. I always just. I yeah. always just assume it's Dante. All the spellings, right? Like Devonte. 
and Dante. I always yeah. just say Devontae. There's three or four different spellings of Devontae, whether it's Devontae Booker or Devontae Freeman. I always just say Devontae, Devontae Parker. And, it, and if right. someone corrects me, it says, oh, no, it's not Devontae. I'm like, well, that's a shocker. It's the first person that's not pronouncing it exactly Devontae, regardless of the spelling. I think that was a trend at that, like maybe that five-year window of a bunch of Devontae Devontae. That could be, yeah. Uh, you never know. Uh, listen, Matt, we, uh, we, uh, I, I'm, so I'm curious like to, touchdowns uh, to in dynasty. You should be trying to draft Samaj P run late in the first round of dynasty rookie drafts. That's makes perfect sense yep. to me. I'm he totally on board. He went in a couple of drafts. He went the 108, then the 110, And I actually saw him at the 112. No, in the, in some he's all, all over fair. He's jumping around. All fair. I handshaked um, all those guys. Congratulations. You have a good draft pick on your hands. Matt Kelly from PlayerProfiler.com joining us tonight. Oh, Matt, Matt should be the new co-host. Matt, I think he's doing a better job. Than listen, uh, we, he is at the top of the list right now. Don't blow this for me. He's okay? more likable, too. Yes, totally. Uh, Matt, uh, Deshaun Watson is, uh, is a good thing, obviously, for DeAndre Hopkins as we look at uh, what Houston's quarterback situation was like last year. But is he necessarily a good thing for Will Fuller's skill set and his dynasty stock as uh, uh, you know, we, we expect Watson to take over maybe as soon as week one in Houston? I don't think Deshaun Watson will be the quarterback in week one. I think that there will be a wake-up call for Deshaun Watson and Deshaun Watson enthusiasts in training camp and in preseason as people start to realize, oh, uh-oh, uh-oh, oh, we, we might have a problem here. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> it's not college anymore. He can't just launch it up to Mike Williams anymore and expect either an incompletion or actually quite a few interceptions that he had. The problem with Deshaun Watson is that he lacks requisite arm strength. And this is an enormous problem. It was hugely underreported. And I think there's a chance that he could have fell out of the first round if Houston didn't trade up and draft him. I think Houston was negotiating against themselves to get Deshaun Watson. A lot of teams did not have Deshaun Watson graded as a first-round quarterback because of the arm strength when they measured his throw velocity at the combine 49 miles per hour was where he topped out it was a range of 45 to 49 put it in context there's one quarterback in the nfl that's a starter with a throw velocity below 52 miles per hour that's tyrod taylor checking in at 50 miles per hour and tyrod taylor was near the bottom of the league last year in deep ball completion percentage so now you ask Deshaun Watson with an even weaker arm than the weakest arm currently starting in the NFL to go out and be a successful quarterback? Uh, I very much question that. I think Deshaun Watson has bust written all over him. I would rather have Deshaun Kaiser. I'd much rather have Patrick Mahomes than Deshaun Watson at quarterback. I think that it's a push for DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think that it's an upgrade for him, really. I think that you need to temper expectations for DeAndre Hopkins. Anyone thinks this Deshaun Watson pick is some kind of savior pick is misguided. And Will Fuller is in even worse position because the one thing that you can't do if you lack throw arm strength, throw velocity, is push the ball deep. Also, the tight window throws, also the deep out routes that DeAndre Hopkins loves. These are all going to be very challenging for Deshaun Watson Will Fuller wins in those deeper quadrants of the football field, and that's where Deshaun Watson often gets a little bit too much air under the ball and can't quite fit it in to those deeper windows where you really need to to take advantage of Will Fuller's skill set. 
So Will Fuller was one of our big losers from the draft based on the Deshaun Watson pick. We had a little discussion on Twitter about that, Balky, the whole miles per hour thing. Yeah. A few people were refuting it. And I was also, I'm on board with uh, Matt's position. You can't on refute that. It. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was, makes sense. It was, it's like, it was it's logged like, by lots of different people. They did lots of different radar guns at the combine and at his pro day. It's a fact. There were actually scouts at his pro day who were embarrassed. They were, they were privately, <laughs> they were shaking their head and they were embarrassed. They were thinking, they're talking to themselves and they, they just were looking at the ground. They didn't want to look Deshaun Watson in the eye because they knew <laughs> in their hearts this guy probably isn't going to be an NFL quarterback for very long. He'll be a great player in the CFL. I mean, he's going to have an amazing career in the Canadian Football League. But NFL arm strength is not in his range of outcomes. He doesn't have it. He's not going to develop it. I think he's going to lift weights and somehow develop a, a great throwing arm. It's not going to happen. It's not like a pitch so in baseball it, where you develop a knuckleball if he can't throw with requisite velocity to hit these tight windows in the NFL. He can't play. He's a great CFL dynasty pick, but NFL, maybe not so much. <laughs> have an amazing really- career. I mean, you will have all the accolades. His trophy room will be filled with Canadian Football League hardware. Two-packer in the chat room. Uh, Watson loved Jack Hahn's tweet of the T-Rex, the t- T-Rex dinosaur yeah. with the yes. short arms, throwing the uh, deep out. Anyway, so let's move on. Let's talk about Ty Montgomery. Deep out. Uh, what do you- not something that he can do. No, I agree. What do you think of the dynasty value of Ty Montgomery right now? Because the Packers drafted three running backs, but none of them really that early. What do you think? What am I missing here with Ty Montgomery? I mean, can, it, can you guys explain this to me? There's no more Eddie Lacy. There's no more James Starks. He's the last man standing. Ty Montgomery is the, ne- the new alpha dog in the backfield. And the Packers brought in a couple mid-round picks that are coin flips to be relevant ever certainly not Jamal Williams. I mean, Jamal Williams is the quintessential just-a-guy-running-back. I mean, played all four years at BYU, was never a special producer, never got anywhere close to 2,000 rushing yards, wasn't a particularly efficient runner, and then when he tested at the Combine, his athleticism was in the 8th percentile. We have a metric on playerprofiler.com called SparkX, which approximates the Nike athleticism metric. 95.5 8th percentile Spark X score for Jamal Williams. He's best comparable to players like Robert Turbin. So he is a one-dimensional, between-the-tackles, replacement-level guy. Aaron Jones is better. They got Aaron Jones later, but Aaron Jones is significantly better. Was hugely productive at UTEP. Also incredibly efficient and athletic in the 90th percentile in burst and agility. So we like Aaron Jones more than we like Jamal Williams, but these are still mid-round rookies. You never know what you're going to get. It's very much a trick-or-treat situation with these mid-round rookie running backs. Ty Montgomery showed you that he can be a productive and efficient NFL running back, and he has the size. He's six foot two fifteen. It's not like he's a scat back. So it's in Ty Montgomery's range of outcomes that he could become the bell cow every down running back for the Green Bay Packers. Like, that is possible. I'm not saying it's definite, but it's absolutely in his range of outcomes. And 
a lot of dynasty ranking services are not factoring that upside into where they're ranking Ty Montgomery. We have him ranked higher than most. So, Matt, let me ask you this, because the counter to that would be, okay, if all of that is true, then why, when the Packers had nary a warm body in the backfield last year, why were they not pounding the ball to Ty Montgomery more when they needed somebody to step up? When they, I mean, was it That's just the how fact that he... That's not how they play. That's not how they play call. That's just not their game. They're a pass-first team. They're going to be a pass-first team as long as Aaron Rodgers is there. They know the pass is a more efficient play call than the run, and it's a lot more efficient when it's Aaron Rodgers doing the throwing. So I don't blame them. I would do the same thing. If I were running their offense, we would skew pass-heavy, absolutely. But the beauty of Ty Montgomery is he's a great receiver, and he was great when called upon in the run game last year, 6.7 yards per touch, 5.9 yards per carry. We have a metric called juke rate, evaded tackles per touch, maybe my favorite on-field efficiency metric. Evaded tackles per touch is a measure of elusiveness. 37.7% juke rate for Ty Montgomery last year was number three in the NFL. So he was incredibly elusive, Great yards after contact numbers. I mean, this is what I'm saying. Like, what am I missing? Like, this guy ascended last year. He became the guy in the backfield. And he's got great receiving capability tethered to Aaron Rodgers. Like, fantasy football doesn't have to be hard. Just draft time Montgomery. Don't overthink it. <laughs> we definitely will not anymore. That's for sure. Matt Kelly from playerprofiler.com joining us. Follow him on Twitter at fantasy underscore mansion. Matt, you uh, recently were in a dynasty draft, had to choose between a couple of receivers, Juju Smith Schuster and Taewon Taylor. Tell us about the thought process on which uh, you know of those guys you selected. Are you spying on me? How did you know? How'd you oh, find out? Let's, about this? Let's, you, you apparently you are, you are tweeting out more than you think you're league? tweeting out. What's happening? <laughs> You have my FFPC login too. Oh, we have that. Don't worry. Yeah, about no, that. yeah listen, pl- pl- plenty more of that. Our friends we in do, Russia. Yeah, with your IP yeah. address, we got yeah, that. Exactly. Too. Yeah. No, we're all over it. <laughs> this is creepy. I think you, I think you hung up. I posted it on Twitter. I'm just joking. So this is what happened. <laughs> By default, because I've loved Juju Smith-Schuster for years. I've always had him in my top five. Always, right? Always. Juju Smith-Schuster pencil him into the top five 2017 wide receivers in rookie drafts. I mean, there's just no question, right? There's just no question. So I've always been just posting him up at the, the three, four, five position. But then I'm in a dynasty rookie draft, and other receivers are flying off the board, and he's still there, and he's still there, and Juju's lingering, Juju's lingering. I need a wide receiver. And... I go to pick a wide receiver, and I have Juju Smith-Schuster selected. I'm about to hit draft, and at the last minute, I just changed it real quick. I hit Taiwan Taylor. I hit draft, and I said, ah! I get it. I I can't do it. I just can't do Juju Smith-Schuster because I'm terrified of Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger last year admitted that he cannot practice. And I've talked to former players, and they said, we know – this situation we've seen it before with other players once they get to the point they can no longer practice and they are having real reservations in the offseason about playing anymore that's real you think Ben Roethlisberger likes the drama 
Do you think he likes the, the attention that he's getting with his mulling of retirement? Do you think this is an act to get attention? No, I think it's real. I think it's genuine. Do you watch Ben Roethlisberger play? He doesn't take a dive any time a defender is around him like Eli Manning. He does not go down. They are twisting. They are pulling. They are tearing Ben Roethlisberger apart like a rag doll in the pocket to get him to go down. And look at the injury history. On playerprofile.com, we have an injury history panel. There you can see the torn meniscus and the sprained knees and the torn labrums. This guy is in constant pain, and I believe he will retire in the next couple years at the very moment that Juju Smith-Schuster is finally achieving a significant fantasy-relevant target share, Ben Roethlisberger will be pulled out from under him. So the moment where you might actually use Juju Smith-Schuster, he's not going to have a quarterback. So for that reason, I'd much rather have Taewon Taylor, who I think has a similar skill set, maybe better suited for his quarterback, because Taewon Taylor's best comparable player on playerprofiler.com, Taewon, it's... Doug Baldwin, and Doug Baldwin is a perfect fit for the mobile quarterback who's very careful with the football in Russell Wilson. Well, Marcus Mariota is Russell Wilson South. So you can imagine Taewon Taylor and Russell Wilson fitting together perfectly. I think for many years to come, it's going to be Corey Davis and Taewon Taylor tethered to Marcus Mariota. There's going to be that fantasy triangle, those three players. So I'm happy to have Taewon Taylor tethered to Marcus Mariota for the next 10 years in Dynasty, can't do it with Juju Smith-Schuster. Just can't do it. No Schuster, Balky. I got it. I got it. Don't no, trust me. I'm, uh, I love Juju Smith-Schuster. I, His sophomore season in USC was one of the best age-adjusted production seasons in the history of the playerprofile.com database, and we love age-adjusted dominance from our wide receivers. But last year was a significant regression. And his measurables at the Combine were not impressive. Taewon Taylor is a better athlete. Taewon Taylor was more consistently dominant at Western Kentucky than Juju Smith-Schuster was at USC. And I love Taewon Taylor's situation. I do not love Juju Smith-Schuster's situation. So, by the way, so did we talk about his show on uh, iTunes? No, we have, not, we have not yet, but I'd like to leave that stuff for Dan unless you oh, want to talk about it now. No, I, thought, I mean, you know. I feel, you know, I, he came on and I'm like, you know, Matt's like a ringer. You know, this is like, yeah. like you, you know, you're like, if you go to like a jujitsu match or something like that, you know, I go in against somebody, I'm like, oh, you know, this guy looks pretty good. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah, he's a brown belt. You're like, what the hell's going on? Cobra Kai. Yeah, just kicked my ass in like 30 seconds. Yeah. No wonder this guy actually is a professional. He knows what he's doing. Roto Underworld Radio on iTunes. Uh, Matt's great. So um, we'll get into that. Paul, can you give yeah, me a whole awesomeness? I'm going to yell at him. <laughs> So actually, speaking of Twitter, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, this, this, I'm actually kind of pissed off that this news just came out because my sleeper Chad Williams that I drafted so far, I've had two dynasty drafts this year. I've drafted him at the three one two and the four oh six. Is supposedly, according to Howard Harold Goodwin, and you just retweeted it, is gonna be the successor to Larry Fitzgerald. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, I'm Mr. Chad Williams, so I was the guy talking about Chad Williams before the combine non-invite. I took that personally, by the way. Chad, if you're out there, Chad Williams family, I took that non-invite personally. That was a snub. That was bullshit. I don't know if I can say that on the air. I don't care. You just did. It's fine. That was bull bleep, okay? I'm I'm still hot about it. 
I'm so hot. Not inviting Chad Williams from Grambling to the combine. What are you thinking? Well, guess what? Guess what? Someone from the Cardinals went to the pro day. And they went to the pro day and said, oh, wait a second. Uh, this guy looks a lot like a lot of great players that have come through the NFL before. You know who Chad Williams' best comparable players are in our database? Malcolm Ooh. Mitchell, Jeremy Macklin, and Reggie Wayne. Those are great comps. Nice. Most players do not have those guys as their top three comps. So Chad Williams has well above average speed, burst. He has nice agility, great catch radius, and he was very productive. 37.4% dominator rating at Grambling. That's his share of the receiving yards and touchdowns. So Chad Williams was a focal point of the offense at a small school. I get it, but uh, so was Corey Davis. So Corey Davis went to a small school. Why can't Chad Williams go to a small school? And the Cardinals said, this guy's pretty good. And they're good at finding small school players. They found John Brown, didn't they? From Pittsburgh State. Not Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh State. Anyone ever heard of that school before? No. They found J.J. <laughs> Nelson from UAB, and now they've found Chad Williams. Is he going to be the next Larry Fitzgerald? Of course not. This is May hyperbole in the news cycle. But is he a great pick in the third round of your dynasty rookie draft? Absolutely. Once Taewon Taylor's off the board, I'm pushing the button on Chad Williams. Interesting stuff. I like it. Well, hey, listen, uh, Matt, we, uh, we, we've been talking about the receiver here, but let's talk about the, uh, the running backs here. Eddie Lacy signs of Seattle. Thomas Rawls still there. Tell everybody why CJ ProSize is still a smart buy in Dynasty right now. Oh, this is so good. The Eddie Lacy signing was so good for us CJ ProSize enthusiasts. Did anyone watch Seattle's games last year when CJ ProSize was in the game? This guy was awesome. Do you remember the first time you saw Devontae Freeman actually look good with the Atlanta Falcons? You're like, oh, wow, this guy's really savvy behind the line of scrimmage. He knows where those creases and crevices are in the offensive line. Well, we saw that right away with CJ Procise last year. He was finding those very few crevices because, I mean, the Seattle Seahawks had one of the worst run-blocking offensive lines in football, yet CJ Procise, 8.1 yards per touch, was number one in the NFL. Small sample size, but he was finding daylight where very little daylight existed, which was incredibly impressive because he was a wide receiver in college. So he might be like Devontae Freeman, like a savant running back in terms of just developing a feel for the position very quickly. So he was a former receiver. He's incredible in the passing game, has a great feel between the tackles, and he has the size you want in a workhorse back, 220 pounds. So he was also drafted before Eddie Lacy was drafted. Thomas Rawls went undrafted. Thomas Rawls was the fraudulent running back of the last couple of years, the small sample did it again. It got you again, fantasy gamers, with a small sample running back. Check ah. <laughs> shot with a small sample. Um, the, the Seahawks fans were so mad at me after the 2015 season when I called Thomas Rawls Jonas Gray. Seahawks fans were enraged. Did you see those runs against the Bengals? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I saw a couple games where he was pretty good. I also remember his entire career at Central Michigan, which wasn't special. So explain that one to me, Seahawks people. Ah, yeah, right. Okay, that's what I thought. Thomas Rawls is just a guy 
Eddie Lacy's 250 pounds. I don't know if he has anything left. The Seahawks love to do this. Take a shot on the guy that may or may not have anything left. They did it with, remember C.J. Spiller? Remember Fred Jackson? So this isn't new for the Seattle Seahawks to throw a dart on a guy like Eddie Lacy and just hope there's something left, some residual left in the tank. Maybe, maybe not. It doesn't matter. Even peak Eddie Lacy cannot compete with what C.J. Procise is bringing to the table. So it's very much like the Tom Montgomery situation, where I'm pretty sure that C.J. Procise is the best in the passing game, and in a lot of leagues are PPR, so that's what you're looking for anyway. But I also think there's a very good chance he's the best runner as well and has a chance to be a bell cow back. And both he and Montgomery are great values based on their upside, and they both are going to operate in – you know, two of the most efficient offenses. So you did pick a couple running backs that I really like significantly more than consensus. Well, we got to take a quick break here and and take a breath, catch our, catch ourselves here because this has been such a fantastic interview with Matt Kelly, playerprofiler.com founder, follow him on Twitter at fantasy underscore mansion. We're going to talk to Matt about some dynasty rookie and bust. When we come back, you're listening to the high stakes fantasy football hour, Eric Balkman, Dave Gerzak right here on the fantasy sports radio network. Welcome back to the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. Matt Kelly is joining me, Eric Balkman, and Dave Gerzak tonight. Matt is the uh, founder of PlayerProfiler.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Fantasy underscore Mansion. Matt, a lot of great stuff so far uh, from you tonight. I want to um, bring this uh, up you know, because I know our time is running short. But if we were to ask you a rookie that you think is going to be a dynasty bust and another rookie uh, that's going to end up having a big value as maybe a second or third round rookie pick, who would that be? So a bust and a sleeper from you, sir. This is very easy. We can just put the dichotomy right there. Chris Godwin is going to have a much more productive career than Mike Williams. There I said it. And I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry, San Diego Chargers fans. Your team made a horrible pick. They didn't need Mike Williams because they had Tyrell Williams. They already had a Williams with a great catch radius who's in has a great contested catch conversion rate. The reason why the coaches say, hey, we had to get Mike Williams, great contested catch conversion. Well, actually, we have a metric on playerprofiler.com called contested catch conversion rate. Guess what Tyrell Williams' contested catch conversion rate was last year? 80%, top five in the NFL. He also has a 97th percentile catch radius because he's big like Mike Williams. But unlike Mike Williams, he's very agile and explosive. So you already had a better version that was tested in the NFL and posted close to 1,100 yards last year. You didn't need Mike Williams. It was the befuddling draft pick of the 2017 draft. I think it was the worst draft pick because Mike Williams was overrated from the get-go. But then to go to a team that didn't need him, it reminded me of Deion Jordan getting drafted by the Miami Dolphins. They already had Cameron Wake. You didn't need Deion Jordan, you already have Keenan Allen, your flanker. You're all set at X with Tyrell Williams. What are you doing drafting Mike Williams? Ridiculous. But Chris Godwin, that was the value of the draft. Because Chris Godwin has incredible measurables across the board in terms of the workouts. Agility, burst, boom, 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 upper 80th percentile. And then he was also incredibly productive at an early age at Penn State. Now, the fit is ideal. We talked about the fit with Taewon Taylor being perfect, just perfectly suited to 
what Marcus Mariota is trying to do. Well, what does Jameis Winston like to do? Heave it up there. Throw it into traffic, right? Throw you open, right? Take chances, right? Well, guess what Chris Godwin was the best at in college football last year? Converting contested catches. It wasn't Mike Williams. It was actually Chris Godwin, and that's what Jameis Winston is going to ask him to do, and I think he will deliver. Well, and what, one last thing uh, I, I want to, uh, to bring up about um, Godwin is because a lot of people are like, oh, it's, it's, it's too bad that, that Tampa got him when they just signed Deshaun Jackson and, and they bring in Howard. But Godwin – And they have Mike Evans. And they have, and they have Mike Evans. But the, the long view – I mean, Godwin, you, you feel Godwin's talent is going to supersede that sooner rather than later. But he's their slot receiver. What's the problem? The NFL ran far- more three-receiver sets last year – than ever before. The league is trending toward the three-receiver set being the default formation. So Chris Godwin's going to be on the field. He's the ideal slot receiver for Jameis Winston. What am I missing here? Well, I mean, what, what well, I don't the addition get it. of Howard, though, too? Howard's a tight end. Cameron Bright's done. Get out of here with Cameron Bright. You think they're going to put Cameron Bright in the slot <laughs> over Chris Godwin? Get the hell out of here. All right. Well, I'm so listen. I was. How much have we talked about Godwin pre-draft on the show? How much we both liked him, Godwin. and then he goes to his last name. Guys, guys, break. <laughs> do you have a breaking news sound effect? His last name is God plus Win. God <laughs> Win. What the hell else do you need in a wide receiver? Well, it's, it's it's like you said, Matt. Fantasy football doesn't have to be hard. It's not and, hard, and, and we just yeah we. <laughs> He's we just look at him from that James standpoint. Winston and his last name's God and Win. Just don't overthink it. We definitely will not. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Matt. Listen, uh, we 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 talked a oh, ton about player Bright. profile. Oh, we're gonna get Cameron Bright. Get that. Get out of here. Cameron Brake. We talked a lot about player profiler earlier uh, tonight, and we're very excited about the FFPC integration uh, when that happens. It should be shortly. Uh, so we're very excited for the players to uh, to be enjoying that. Uh, Matt, when when we uh, we Dave touched on it before, Roto Underworld Radio. Tell the uh, the listeners where they can find that and what they can expect when they uh, listen to those. iTunes, Stitcher, all the places you listen to podcasts. Type in Roto Underworld, and we're the first one that comes up because we are pretty great at podcasting. Uh, yeah, and my nickname on Twitter is the Podfather. And every week I have a guest on. Last week was Josh Norris from Roto World to talk about the draft. So, uh, and you're coming on the show, Eric, soon, and that'll be fun. Very excited. So we have how much we have to pay him for that? High-profile <laughs> guests are, are, are it's it's a big deal to come on the show. It's kind of like the Howard Stern show for actors and comedians. It's, it's a very big deal when you get finally invited to come sit down with the Podfather and chat. I also do a, a solo show, and we do a dynasty show called the Sonic Truth Podcast with Nate Liss, who is an amateur rapper, and he's really great. 
And listen, we need more amateur rappers on this show. How many times have I said that yeah, over and sure. over again? We get the downloads, we get the clicks, we get the listens if we have more amateur rappers on. Uh, I know we're going to get the downloads and clicks tonight. Uh, Matt, this was fantastic. Uh, we're very excited to, uh, to have the player profiler uh, stats and everything with the integration onto the FFPC player pages. It is going to be such a, a welcome addition uh, to the software. You have been a welcome addition on this show tonight. I learned so much. I enjoy it. Hey, by the way, by the way, Dave we have it. a link to the FFPC on each player page on playerprofiler.com. So you can click draft Aaron Jones, draft CJ Procise on FFPC on every single player page. And I will be at the FFPC drafting live oh, nice. in Las Vegas in early September. I cannot wait. This is my Sweet. favorite draft platform. It's my favorite draft contest, especially redrafts. I mean, it, it, there's nothing else like it. So all the guys I respect the most in the industry told me I need to go to Vegas and draft with the FFPC folks, and so that's what I'm doing. I bought my ticket. Are you coming to the Thursday party? Maybe. In I don't Vegas. know. Maybe. Yeah. No, you should. Are you, if, if you, are you flying in by Thursday afternoon, or do you know when you're getting there? I think so. I think I'm flying in Thursday at some point. Yeah, I'm, if there's a party, I'm there. Yeah, well, yeah. Make sure it's, it's, it's just for the first first NFL game, you know that, that kickoff game. Yeah, we'll have the sure viewing, viewing party, food, booze. We'll, we'll about it. Yeah, 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 it'll it'll be great. Uh, How did uh, everyone Matt, uh, not go? Like it's the perfect because I said, well, listen, honey, to my wife, it's like this is, you know, they're a partner of ours, FFPC, and you know this is for work. I'm really gonna I'm gonna be marketing playerprofiler.com to all the contestants. You know, all the league members, they're going to want to know about it. They're going to want to talk at some point. You know, it's it's very important that I I go there for the business. For the business, (laughs) honey. For the business. Nothing but a business. It's it's a business trip uh, for for everyone. Oh, Hollywood. Oh, just never mind that. You know, just every uh, every, debaucherous activity imaginable uh, invented by humanity is available to me never no really honey it's really about just promoting player profile or just getting the word out and that's the p- best place to do it so well listen i she signed off on it we can't wait to see you we can't wait to hang out and, and chat with you live we'll uh, follow you on twitter at fantasy underscore mansion check out the roto underworld radio uh, podcast uh, a lot of great stuff we cannot get enough of Matt Kelly and playerprofiler.com. Matt, thanks so much for joining the show tonight. Thanks, guys. Don't draft Jamal, Jamal Williams. Bye. Right. <laughs> Duly noted. Duly <laughs> noted. Yeah, I honestly was thinking about Jamal Williams in the second round of Dynasty Draft. No more. You're off. I'm done. He's convinced you. <laughs> you know what? I, and I should have told Matt this before, before we let him go, but you go on the player profiler, and like he alluded to it. You, you go to the um, – there, there's a draft Chris Godwin button, you know, on, right. on the page. There's yeah. a draft Aaron Jones. I went to the Jamal Williams player profiler page. There's no draft <laughs> Jamal Williams button on that page. No the, draft button there. They have the strike through? Yeah, it's, it's, it. not the, it's nothing there. It, you, you can uh, – you, like the spot that it is, it's empty. <laughs> that's funny. There's an FFPC logo there, and then that's <laughs> it. Uh, okay, let's uh, take a quick break. When we come back, we'll uh, do some fantasy feedback, some emails, some tweets. Uh, and much more, Eric Balkman, Dave Gerzak, High Stakes Fantasy Footballer on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The FFPC rookie drafts will have kicked off at the point uh, at the point you're listening to this on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Eric Balkman, Dave Gerzak, High Stakes Fantasy Footballer. However, 
you're listening to us live on blogtalkradio.com slash HSFF, take a breath. Matt Kelly uh, just crushed it tonight. One of, uh, one of the great guests in podcasting. And actually, Dave, I didn't tell you this before the show, but um, <clears throat> the Dynasty League football uh, podcast. Yep. Um, back when, when they had the old hosts, uh, Jared Bihar uh, and um, Carl Safchik and, and all those guys, um, they had Matt Kelly on. And that was by far and away. I mean, when I was listening to it, it was like it was. This was like two years ago, and I, and so far, right? That has been my favorite DLF podcast episode. It was because he brings energy. Fan, baby. But I'm t- and like he and I actually, I felt he was a little bit more restrained tonight <laughs> compared to how he was on that show. Really? Peter Overzet um, from uh, from Rotoviz, of course, yeah. the Fantasy Land podcast. He shot me an email. He said, "Hey, I heard Matt Kelly's coming to Vegas." Um, we, we got to get him on a live panel show out there. I said, yes, that would be fantastic. We have to make that happen. He's actually coming on the show uh, this week. <clears throat> and Peter said, <clears throat> excuse me, Peter's, uh, Peter's like, yeah, he's a great guest. You just, you just got to kind of dial him in a little bit from time <laughs> to time. I'm like, yeah, I know. And, it's, you know, and obviously we just let him run totally free and do whatever. Do that. So That's great. yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Well, it's uh, like so. when, you get these, when you get these podcast people who have, they're very um, beta, I don't know what, what, how do you, what do you, beta. Yeah, you know, it's just very calm and whatever. Understated. Yeah. yeah. That's, an, that's being kind. Yeah. Well, well they're boring, you know, so then, well, so the thing, then like, I mean, you but, have, but like, Matt, you have a very animated person. Right. But, but when you're talking about people who don't do like fantasy football podcasts for a living, like Matt does, and he obviously is ingrained in. Yeah, you didn't fan- tell me that by the way. Thanks fan- a lot. What, I, I just assumed you'd know. I mean, look at what, he, what he does. I don't do any research on this show. All right. Well, fair enough. Uh, Rob's over there picking his nose. He's not telling me anything. <laughs> so, so speaking you, don't of, do any, you don't do anything here. All right. Let's move on. Uh, so speaking of uh, doing some research. Let's, I'm dislikable. You're let, dislikable. Let's try to uh, answer these questions without doing research. Tweet, 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 tweet. If you've got a question for Eric, Dave, or tonight's guest, send them a tweet at Hour on Twitter. Email the show at HighStakesFantasyFootball at gmail.com. Post it in the chat room during the broadcast. Tag your tweet with HSFF or just smack Eric in the head. That's HighStakesFantasyFootball at gmail.com or at HSFF Hour on Twitter. Hello, High Stakes Henchmen. I have Le'Veon Bell in both my FFPC dynasties. Would you guys recommend James Conner as the handcuff? And when should I try and take him? Love your show, guys. That is Steve in Philadelphia. So James Conner, is he the backup for you in Pittsburgh, Dave? Absolutely, 100%. Okay. Um, where would you take him in a dynasty draft? Do you feel like you'd have to have a spot in the early to mid-second to grab him, or do you think you can get him later than that? In dynasty? Yeah. Um, you know, I was, <laughs> we could bring up, like, I dra- I drafted, do, do we have an ADP up right now? Uh, I don't know if I do. I, I drafted him in a league, so I'm trying <laughs> to look it up because I have Le'Veon Bell. <clears throat> I traded off. I got something I, in my throat tonight, man. Sorry, I don't man. know. I think it was Matt Kelly. It's just like, <laughs> you know, living in, in there. I drafted right him now. at the 301, actually, in a, uh, in a so rookie you, draft. So you could probably get him if you're the Bell owner. I actually traded for him. You traded up to? Tra- yeah, traded okay. Corn Fins. I gave up a 2018 second for him. Corn Fins, former guest of the show. Jeff, Jeff Tirabasi. Yeah. Don't ask me this for a living. Uh, <laughs> maybe he hosts podcasts for a <laughs> living. We don't, we don't I, you know, know, Jeff might be that. He's a great guy. So you... Uh, See, if you own Le'Veon Bell, did you own Le'Veon Bell in that league? Yeah, I do. Okay. That's why I was, I was really trying to target. So you felt like you were kind of, at what point? Move, at what point in the draft did you make the move to get that 301? Well, was, he was up at the 301, and he's like taking offers, and I'm like, all right, well. Oh, so he's on the kind of, clock. Okay. Yeah, he's like, well, this is where Connor kind of goes. I didn't think he got into like the 312. I didn't think I was getting him there. So 
To me, in that neighborhood, is kind of where, where you got to go. So late second, early third, make sure you get a pick there. And make sure you get them if you believe in handcuffs, especially in Dynasty, and especially with that juicy uh, opportunity that's in front of him. For Le'Veon Bell, a guy, for the third straight year, ends the season with an injury. Yeah. Plus, he likes to smoke the reefer occasionally. The reefer. How old are you? <laughs> Smoking the reefer. I, you know what? I watch Super Troopers a lot. So yeah. I enjoy the reefer reference. Littering? <laughs> littering and uh, littering and uh, smoking the reaper. I'm picking at the 109 in my FFPC Dynasty rookie draft this weekend and only have Austin Hooper and Jason Witten at tight end. I'm fairly set at running back with Elliot Bell and Jordan Howard. And my top four receivers are Beckham, Cooper, Nelson, and Cooks. Clearly, this guy is just emailing in to brag about how awesome his Dynasty oh. team is. Would you advise Evan Ingram if he made it to me there? That is Bill in Miami, Florida. Okay, so you look at uh, this guy's team. He's pretty set at running back and receiver. Only Hooper and Witten at tight end. If Evan Ingram is there at the 109, is he a guy you would look at there? No. Why not? At the 109? The 109. I don't like this Evan Ingram. This is FFPC, by the way. I don't, I, don't, I don't care for Evan Ingram. Why don't sorry. you like him? Situation? Yeah, I mean, first of all, you have to... You Eli have, Manning? You have Eli Manning, who's old and getting decrepit. You have Odell Beckham commanding targets. You have right. Sterling Shepard, who's actually pretty solid. Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall, yeah. He'll be there for however long. Paul Perkins. Yes, Paul Perkins, who yeah. you love. And then Ingram. Mark so Favaro. he's this rookie, rookie turd who doesn't... He's not a turd! Yeah, he's the first-round pick! He's a, for God's sake. He's, he, he runs a super-fast 40, but he's actually he's a glorified huge wide receiver. So then, even they were talking today on Roto World about... Yeah. They're going to teach him to play tight end and put his hand down. Right. I kind of feel that's a negative. I think they're trying to use this guy. This is exactly like our buddy um, uh, R.C. Fisher on College Football Metrics yeah. talked about Ingram and said, well, everyone talks about this guy like they're going to use him as the next Jordan Reed. Right. Well, he says most NFL teams are too stupid to use players like they say. They're not, they say, oh, right. we're going to use him like Reed. Then they don't use him like Reed. They try to right. use him like somebody else, and then he sucks. Well, yeah. why? I wonder why he sucks, because they're using him like somebody else. Yeah. Too, many, too, many, too many people are good wide receivers on that team that gets targets already. Ingram's not going to do anything. I don't like him. Okay. So at the 109, if, uh, well, I'm jo- taking, I'll take on Joku. For and sure. I don't think he would be there at 109 in FFPC. Probably, probably not. Yeah. And it's too it's early. Awesome. It's too early for, um, uh, you know, Everett or somebody like that. So this person needs a tight end. Is that what he's, well, he's got Witten and Austin Hooper. I, you know, I would wait till the second round. You could pick like Shaheen or oh, yeah. one of the other guys. Shaheen, the dream. Uh, dear Dave and Balky, any insight? By the way, thanks for the email, Bill in Miami. Dear Dave and Balky, any insight on who you would suggest I select as the Philly starting running back in redraft leagues right now? John in St. Paul, Minnesota. Thank you for the email. Sproles. Comes down to Smallwood, Sproles, or Pumphrey. Sproles, 1308. What about, what about what's his name? Matthews. They didn't call him. They, they, no, he's not on the team. They caught him? He's, he was a free agent. I thought they. He I, thought a, he still, I thought he was still on the team. No, he's he's free agent. And he also has a neck injury that he's dealing with right now. Could be a career okay, well, ender. One day ago, it says my Matthews still figures to be released. No, oh, well, okay, so maybe it's. So maybe I'm right. Well, maybe you are right. I accept your apology. Well, okay, I'm very sorry. <laughs> this is this is uh, this is honestly still news to me. Because you read any Eagles running back stuff out there, so they don't even yeah. mention Ryan. Matthews. I know that that I. I you know, it's funny because I felt the same way, and I looked it up like last week. Yeah. I'm like, well, this dude's still on the team. Okay, so the um, – So let's assume he's getting cut five. Okay. So here's the ADPs for the uh, Eagles running backs right now in FFPC drafts. Uh, Sproles at the 1308. Smallwood, Wendell Smallwood at the 1707. And Donnell Pumphrey not going in classics, going in DEs at the 2409. Okay, I'm so, sorry, 1707, 2409. And when, what was Sproles, Sproles 13, 1308. 
<laughs> so I mean, like you you're, can pretty much just you're playing Monopoly. Just get all three of the properties. I mean, granted, these are the light blue ones, like red. Oriental and like the ones right after Baltic and Mediterranean. Yeah, That's that is the light blue. Yeah, Vermont and uh, yeah, whatever it is, like Oriental and uh, what's the next? The other one, chunky one, Montpelier. <laughs> That's not Montpelier Boulevard. Vermont, Oriental, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, I think we, I, I I like I do like Sproles the best. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about getting a guy who fantasy owners are saying by where they're drafting him or by where they're drafting his teammates, they believe that Sproles will lead the Eagles in fantasy points for running backs. There's, I mean, there's and, no, there's, and you can get him in the 13th round. There's no way Humphrey outperforms Sproles, right? I mean, there's literally no way. Well, I mean, there's he, no way. Unless if Sproles is healthy, there's yeah. no way that he supersedes him. Very tough for me to see a situation where that happens. Right. Yeah. No. Well, and Smallwood is just like a guy. Well, I'll use, uh, I'll use Matt's. You know, using the name Small and Wood. Small. Yeah, okay. Good. Very small. good. Very good. Uh, moving on, let's go to Pat in Elizabeth, New Jersey. I saw today that the Broncos are holding an open competition for starting running back. How do I use this to my advantage in drafts? Thanks so much, guys. Pat in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Uh, so CJ Anderson at the 503 right now, Dave. Jamal Charles at the 907. And Devontae Booker, the 2212. So, Shut up. And and an afterthought in this offense, basically. So Booker is really going at the twenty-two twelve. According to FFPC ADP, yes. All right, well, I mean, obviously, I'll Jeff Booker all day long. He's free. Okay. So instead of taking, but you, I mean, is is, is taking, he now? So you're drafting the third string running back essentially. Well, first, I, mean, I didn't even talk about the other two. But okay. So instead of taking the Detroit Lions defense or whatever, I'll take Booker. Fine. Yeah. Now, as far as CJ and Charles, you know, I don't. The question is, how does he take advantage of of Vance Joseph coming out and saying, look, we're going to have an open competition to see who our starting running back is. Is Anderson the play? Is Charles the play? Obviously, Booker is a play for you. you. To be honest with you, right now, Booker might be my only play. I might actually punt on those other two and let other people figure it out. Uh, So the way to take advantage is just to stay away. I mean, there's a chance, though, that CJ and and Charles split time or all three of them are splitting time and messing around and not no one's all that super productive. Right. But there's a chance that Booker emerges as the person. I mean, this is like it's so free. It's ridiculous. Boy, could you believe that Booker beating out Anderson and and uh, Charles? You know, I guess in this world, anything's anything's possible. Charles Charles could easily get a complication on his, you know, his ACLs and just be like, okay, he's not. That doesn't have any more of them. He got he would get cut. That actually might be more likely at this point than him actually cut. being healthy. You're, it's totally true. He could get cut in preseason still, so we don't even know about that. Right. And then Booker could beat out C.J. Anderson. I guarantee you that the risk-reward ratio for Booker is, like, off the charts. Yeah. So staying away and, again, not taking a flyer in the fifth round. This is actually going to hurt all, all – well, maybe not Booker's ADP, but it's going to hurt Charles and, and uh, Anderson's ADP. Uh, maybe it actually helps Ch- Charles. I, I don't, try I don't know. I should trade for Booker. I have, I have Anderson in one league. I should try and trade for Booker and bring up his ADP. Uh, Seth in Austin, Texas. Oh, this is a good one. Well, Matt kind of answered this. Well, no, he answered it from the dynasty aspect. Which guy would you rather own? And then he puts in caps this year. Rob Kelly going at the 1207. I'm adding the ADP. Uh, or Samaji Perine going at the 1101. Seth in Austin, Texas. Thank you, Seth. Pirine at the 1101 is going essentially a round and a half earlier than Rob Kelly. Is that the price that you would pay? Uh, or would you wait on it to get Kelly? Uh, I'd probably pay for Pirine. It's not that much of a difference. But I... It's not as cut and dried as people think. I mean, there's a decent enough chance that uh, that Kelly keeps the job all year. I mean, there's a decent chance. Yeah. I just want to make, you know, 
Matt as entertaining as he wasn't when he was in that segment, and I like P. Ryan as well. I mean, there's just well, know, teams are hesitant to just give it up to somebody else, and Kelly was productive. And, and I'll say this. Uh, when Matt Kelly was talking about P. Ryan versus uh, Kelly, you know, he was all on the Kelly train. But remember, he also said, you could see all those, these opportunities uh, slowly going to P. Ryan as the season goes on. So even he's not convinced that P. Ryan's going to be the guy right, right away. So. Uh, but you're right. People always talk about the emergence of somebody, and it doesn't always work out that way. Right. Um, hello, dislikable and slightly less dislikable. Such, uh, such BS. Yeah. Well, thanks for everybody who voted in that Twitter poll uh, that voted. Do you want me. to announce the results or how that came Yeah, out? it was like 71% found you more dislikable. Yeah, than who's me. more dislikable? Yeah. Which, I mean, whatever. It was like, it wasn't, I don't because know. Because you're the ass kisser, I, and I told the truth, Paul. Maybe that's what it is. You're the truth. Everybody hates the truth. The truth hurts. It does. But Bulky won't. <laughs> uh, which side would you rather have in Dynasty? The 101 or yeah. the 211 and Sammy Watkins? TIA. That's Carl in Oklahoma City. 101. 101? Hands down. Is it because? See, I, I, want, I want nothing to do with Sammy Watkins. Because, because uh, of the injury, they declined the fifth-year option. You don't know yeah. where he's going to be playing. Yeah. All of the above. Yeah, the team doesn't even like him. I mean, it's a, great, it's, a, it's a new front office, but it's like, okay, we don't trust this guy. Yeah. His foot's messed up. Yeah. In so, a vacuum, you're 10. I would take probably the 106 over Watkins. I mean, like. Okay. No, maybe not the, well, the 105. I would take the Dalvin Cook Mixon pick over Sammy Watkins. Wow. Dalvin Why Cook not? over Sammy Watkins. I don't know. It's just because you always hate Dalvin Cook. It's just weird for you to. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Time for one more email. Craig in Dayton, Ohio. Let's go to him. Please help, Dave and Balky. And he puts a comma. Please help. Dave and Balky, <laughs> without the comedy, be, please help Dave and Balky. That's very important. Either way. I currently have the 107 and could use a third receiver. Currently, it's Eric Decker. Would you deal that pick, so the 107, for Emmanuel Sanders and the 207? I made the playoffs the last two years and feel like I have a good shot of so getting in again this season. He has the 107. He wants to. It he has the opportunity to trade the 107 for Emmanuel Sanders and the 207. Yeah, I like that. I would do that. So you would make the trade. Emmanuel Sanders, Sanders becomes his three. Decker becomes his four. I feel like I probably would agree too. And this is coming from a guy who, I mean, Mr. Mr. Sanders uh, is on the block. Yeah, outside of Martavis Bryant, <laughs> I don't think there's a, a a guy I that I want to get off my roster more than Emmanuel. You're the Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders auctioneer of the century. Yeah, kind of, I mean, like it took how many years did it take for me to trade Carlos Hyde and Carrington? And I finally did it, and now uh, now we're working on the other two. Who did you get? You got Murray and some. And the, oh, it was a terrible trade. Well, not really though. It was, think about it. Look at how it's working out right now because Hyde sucks. He's yeah, but I traded Murray. I don't even have Murray anymore. Who did you? Who, I don't know. Didn't you get Murray? Yeah, and then I t- t- just traded him like last week. Well, that's okay. So fine, whatever you did after that is, right. is your own situation. No, I was like Hyde and Sammy Coates, and then I got Latavius. Coates uh, is garbage. Hyde's garbage, and you got Murray. Yeah, I don't understand your evaluation of the Steelers' pass catchers. I guess it's Brown Sammy and Smith Schuster, and then that's it. Okay, Bryant is better than Coates. Grant Coates is. Well, better. yeah, but Bryant, but if I mean, like you're talking the way that Coates you the talent. way that you talk about Bryant, it's like. A pile of feces and a slightly larger pile of feces when you talk about you're Bryant and Colts. To, you're trying to get like two late first round picks for Bryant. I'm trying to get one. You okay, so it was the one one two and the two oh four yeah. for Bryant and like a garbage third round. That was pick. the third round. It was the pick I got for Latavius Murray. It's just unbelievable. It is not unbelievable. It is unbelievable. You know what? It's fine. <laughs> Let's keep going. I'm moving on. No, well that's it. Right. That's that's the, the last email. Over. Yeah, the show's pretty much over. <laughs> we although we could do we, we kill the show. I'm gonna do a Martavis Bryant standalone podcast. <laughs> Bryant and Balky. 
And my first his guest. His mom won't even listen. His first, my first guest, Martavis Bryant. Martavis <laughs> Bryant, defend yourself. Go. Uh, okay, ladies and gentlemen, like Dave said, that is going to do it for our show this week. I want to thank Matt Kelly. What a fantastic guest. Uh, of course, you follow him on Twitter at fantasy underscore mansion. Check out playerprofiler.com for literally everything you could possibly want to know about a player, except maybe his favorite color, food, and sexual preference. Dave Gerzak, I want to thank for another tremendous show tonight, the FFPC, Rob, Bryce, and of course, each and every one of you for once again putting up with me and Dave to listen to uh, what a great Matt Kelly interview it was. Uh, next week, 2016 FFPC Revelations defending champ Vince Staffolino will join the show. Vince is a longtime Dynasty player. He's actually been playing fantasy football for more than two decades. He will have a lot of great insight to bring for both Dynasty and Redress. I'll probably talk about this FFPC uh, rookie dress and how they went, too. Uh, uh, make your plan at Hollywood Reservations now. Check out the main event at myffpc.com. Scott Engel and the Fantasy uh, Hall of Fame Hour is up next on the Fantasy Sports Network. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Your weekend starts now. This has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. Tim again, the sound of engine, and it's like a bird. You see fireworks and carpet tire skirt, the boulevard. I know how you work, I know just who you are. See, use a, use a, use a bitch, you almost probably switches like your DNA. What a great Mother's Day gift would be this year. Well, what's that? First round pick from Artavis Bryant. <laughs> and I don't think I'm asking too much. Henry Mudo said in the chat, he offered the 111 for Martavis Bryant and got turned down. So he gets it. He offered oh, whatever. He's just trying to get Bryant. The one person in the world. He is going to be traded <laughs> off my team at some point on this show. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs>